What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, the host, and today's topic is the top five things that you should be doing financially in 2021. And there's a lot of people out there that listen in a lot of different scenarios. So I'm going to try and keep it to the top five things pre-retirees should be doing in 2021 with their money. So pre-retirees, those looking to retire in the next 10 years or so. So to help me with my top five, I'm going to bring in my favorite co-host, Tony Shore. Let's get him in on this call. There he is, Tony. Beautiful mask you're wearing. It's the best you've looked (laughs) on the podcast yet. Uh, yeah, this says at the bottom, I don't, I don't know if you can see this, but it says, this is fine. It's that famous meme. Of it. Yes. This is fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah, 2020, everything is going to be, you know, 2021, everybody's, everything's going to be fine. Actually, Dan, my daughter got me that for my, my daughter got me that. It was one of my many Christmas gifts. I, I love it. I had to, I had to wear it on the show for a second. Uh, I'm here in the studio in my home studio by myself. So I don't actually have to wear a mask, which is good. So I don't sound like I'm mumbling, but I had to at least show our listeners, our viewers, the mask. Uh, it says, this is fine. Has the dog in the fire. Uh, you got to love it, right? I love it. I I have upgraded my studio a little bit and improved my lighting and sound. So yep. eventually, by the time the 21, 21 finishes, Tony, <laughs> we will have this together. But yeah. I want you to stay in your studio. I see all the LPs in the back. Or are those yep. CDs? I can't tell. Well, the ones you can see right there are CDs, but uh, the LPs are off uh, over this direction, uh, so you can't see those. But I've got I – I actually figured it out. I've got 1,850 – albums and about, uh, i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say i've got about uh seven thousand cds so wow okay so i have a problem uh, my, wife says I have a pro- my wife says i have a problem but yeah whatever. she might be our first guest host of the year <laughs> i think that's going to be a um that'll be a separate show on wasteful spending uh, <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> and tell me all right with the seven at least you don't spend for a music subscription, right? Uh, what's that? Oh, oh no, no, no. Our family actually has an Apple Music family subscription. It's like fourteen ninety nine a month, but that's mainly for the wife and kids. So, why well, they don't like your musical taste? I'm assuming. Uh, actually, uh, my oldest daughter and oldest son love my musical taste, but my youngest daughter and my wife do not. So, there, there you have it. <laughs> 7,000 CDs has got to be something for everyone, right? There is something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so today's show, Tony, something for everyone. There's a lot of tips out there. New Year's resolutions, things you should do. We did a show at the end of 2020, the top five trends to watch out for. But today I want to talk about the top five things people should be doing with their money. And as I mentioned, I want to keep it to pre-retirees. Otherwise, we can go all day with things to do. (laughs) But the things that we're going to focus on, and I'm going to say a pre-retiree is probably 55 years old on average. Yeah. 
yeah. someone looking to retire in the next 10, 15 years. Okay. So I'm going to go through five of these and um, get your take on it, get my take on it. Um, and I'm going to, I don't, I didn't put them in any particular order. Uh, there's only five. So there's not one that's better than the other. Right. But I did start with one that's just going to throw you for a loop because it's not what you're expecting. Okay. Right? You always, you always do. I mean, it never fails. You have something that uh, comes out of left field. This is my number one investment vehicle if for a hint, but I'm going to say it right off the bat. 2021, if you can get a health savings account. Oh, wow. Wow. I knew I figured that would be in there, but I didn't think it would be number one. Well, like I said, there's no, oh, no particular no, order. order to oh, right. Sure. Sure. But the health savings account. Now, the problem with saying this is that not everyone can do a health savings account. Right. You have to have a high deductible health plan. That decision has probably already been made for 2021. But for those of you that have access to a health savings account, this is it. This is my number one thing to do in 2021, especially for pre-retirement. Because and I'll just do a real quick once over. We did a show on the health savings account, so I can link that. It'll be up this way. Um, 2021, if you can add to a health savings account, here's three reasons why. Number one, you would put pre-tax dollars in. So you don't pay any tax on the money going in. It is a top of the line deduction. So it's just like adding to an IRA. You just don't pay tax on it. Number two, you can invest it. You can invest it and it can grow. And number three, and perhaps the most important reason why I'm suggesting this is a number one thing to do, is when you take the money out, it's tax-free. As long as you use it for healthcare expenses, which are loose, you could use it for over-the-counter drugs or things at the, the drugstore. But if you go to the doctor or hospital, you could swipe your HSA card and it's tax-free. Even the gains are tax-free. So it's a yeah. great way to sit to set aside money that you're going to spend. Everyone spends it and it rolls over each year. So you don't have to worry about losing it. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. In fact, if you could put money away, if a couple could put seven grand away into an HSA, I would do that ahead of an IRA. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. So HSA sound like that's a huge option. It sounds great from what you're saying. Now, my wife and I, we were in a situation where we didn't have the type of plan that allowed for an HSA at one point. We are now, but we weren't. And at that time, what we chose to do is my company offered a flex spending. So we did the flex spending. You don't have to have that special high deductible uh, insurance, health insurance through your company to get a flex account. And it's somewhat similar. Would you say that's also a good idea if you can't get an HSA or not? If you can't have access to an HSA and you have an FSA, flexible savings account, yes, flexible spending account, yes, I would do that. But keep in mind, that's not a use, that's a use it or lose it. So it doesn't all roll over. So you ah, have to that's the key. Here. Yeah. And the key, that's the why key. I like it for pre-retirees is you could put money away in there tax-free. So you never pay tax on it. And when you use it, you don't pay tax. And then when you retire, say you retire and you still didn't use it, it doesn't, you don't have to use it right away. You can use it to pay for your Medicare. So you're going to find a way to spend that money. Healthcare costs are always going up. It's going to be there. So you might as well pay for it tax-free. There's no other way to do it besides a Roth. 
but even with the Roth, the contributions you make are after tax to a Roth. So that HSA is pre-tax, and when you take the money out, you don't pay taxes ever. So number one, if you if, if there's one thing to do this year, do that. Yeah, right, and, and you on. might say, yeah, that, I think that's a great idea. I just have to add, I, I, I used to be against HSAs. I didn't understand the benefits. And now my wife and I, we love it. It, it works great. Yeah, and if you can if you can not use it and let it grow tax free, yeah, even better, even better, huge, yeah. You know, people that had a HSA in twenty twenty, they did really well, most likely if they invested it. So I think uh, I think that should be on people's list this year, for sure. Okay, second one, Roth conversions. We did a show on Roth conversions. I'll put it up yep. over there. Um, Roth conversions are something to think about in twenty twenty one just like they were last year, maybe even more so. We may have a situation where tax rates go up, so why not pay taxes on the money while you can at a lower tax bracket? Uh, something to think about this year is if your income has gone down for 2021 or you expected to go down, maybe it's a good time to convert because you have more, uh, more money at that lower tax bracket that you can actually convert an existing IRA. No limit as to how much you could convert, but um, pre-retirement, this is a key, key discussion to have. You're 55 years old. You want to retire in eight years. Maybe you convert now. So this way, when you do retire at 62 or 63, you can then tap into that Roth account to get you through to Medicare age or healthcare expenses. So there's a lot of reasons to do a Roth conversion. I'm not saying everyone should but it's definitely something to think about in 2021. Yeah. And we've talked about Roth conversions a lot and especially right now you hear a lot about them, but again, like you said, it's not for everybody. I mean uh, you know, sometimes if you're lower income or your taxes aren't going to be huge anyway, uh, maybe it's not the best idea, but for a lot of people out there, it's really advantageous, I would assume, because of the tax scenario. You draw it, withdraw it tax-free. It doesn't bump you up into a, a higher tax bracket in retirement. That's right. A little sidebar, uh, when you go on Medicare, there's something called mm -hmm. uh, you have to pay a premium. That premium is based on your income for the two years prior. So if you do a Roth conversion a couple of years before 65, say at 63, you might be bumping yourself up to a point where you're paying more for your Medicare than everyone else. It's ah. called IRMA. IRMA, income related monthly adjustment. So See, it's little um, mistakes like that that can be very costly. That illustrates why you need to work with a financial professional, why it shouldn't be left up to myself. A person like me should not try to figure this out. Uh, it really makes sense. Well, a person like you shouldn't really. You shouldn't rely on you to do much, Tony. Actually, I, can't, I take that back. Tony, you're a great oh. guy. Uh, but you're right. That's why we do comprehensive because we got to know how these things interact. Oh, let's just do yeah. a Roth conversion because it sounds sure. great. No. What about taxes? What about Medicare premiums? You know, you got sure. it all fits together. Yeah, but Dan, you were quick to come to me when you needed a, a radio spot for your friend's bagel company. <laughs> hey, hey, that was, then I, did. I didn't even suggest it. That was an unsolicited recommendation from him asking me for you. So, by the way, he sold out of his bagels after your ad. So, that was great. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. 
Number three, this is it, especially for people in pre-retirement, that point pre-retirement, you know, I'm going to retire in five years. What should you be doing this year, 2021? Determine your income need. The number one question, the number one priority when you go to retire is how much income do you need to live? That's the million dollar question, or maybe it's $2 million question. Could be a $500,000 question. <laughs> Depends really. on who you are. Depends on who well, you, I know the answer at. for me, it, it, and that's a lot. It's simple. How much do I need in retirement? A lot. Never, never enough. enough. Well, that's unfortunately, that's the answer for a lot of people. But uh, you need to you need to look at what you're really going to need. Well, and that's and we've done we talked about this uh, on when on the show that we did prior about spending window, the book I wrote. You got to come up with your baseline. You have to know what do you need to get what do you need to keep the lights on and 2021 is good should be the year where you figure that out now how do you plan for medical how do you plan for trips how do you plan for grandkids all that sort of stuff is extra i'm talking about your baseline what do you need to get by year in year out in retirement figure that number out and what you're going to wind up doing while you're figuring that out is you're going to be creating a budget in a sense you're going to be looking at your expenses and you might just control your expenses, which is another big thing that would help you when you go to retire. But if you could spend the time right now in 2021 to figure out what you're spending every year, what you're going to spend to keep the lights on, that information is really powerful for you no matter what you decide, when you decide to retire. You're going to need that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, that's a big part of what you help your clients do is figure out, okay, how much will you need in retirement? And you have to look at what your current spending is, because uh, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to need a lot less. I don't need what I have now to live on. But who wants to take a pay cut in retirement? That's what I always say. I don't want to take a pay cut in retirement. So if I can figure out a way uh, to at least maintain my current lifestyle and income, that would be fantastic. Right. And it also, by going through that process of figuring out what you need, you're going to figure out what you don't need. So I think one of the main reasons why people don't do it is because they don't want to look behind the curtain. For instance, you may not want to figure out what your income need is because you might say, your wife might say, you spend how much on records every year? Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought there was only one record day per year. Why is there now four? <laughs> you know, it's like. That is true. Uh, yeah. It's record month for you now. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're getting a little close to the truth So uh, in my life. So let's move on. All right. Number four, let's get right back at it, Tony. Okay. Debt inventory and management. So this is the boring financial advisor in me bringing it back down to earth. What do we need to do 2021? If you could do one thing besides an HSA, it would be let's look at your debts and figure out what we're going to do. Now, Pay them off. I've done shows on this with you. We've had this yep. debate and I've talked about how I'm not against having debt in retirement. You know, there's that crowd that you got to be debt free, hundred percent debt free. That's the only way to do it. Uh, you shouldn't even have a mortgage. I want my mortgage paid off by the time I retire. That's going to be a sign of success. And there are people that do that. There are people that believe that and I'm not against it, but I'm also not against carrying debt into retirement, but you need to know what you have. So I run into a lot of people that, or asking me, should I contribute to my 401k? I get a 401k match. Yeah, you should. But of course, but not, not necessarily always. You know, should I um, 
buy a new car versus used. And it all comes down to what are you doing with the rest of your money? Where is it and how is it operating? Do you have debts? And a lot of people don't realize they have debt. They might be carrying a credit card debt that's paying that that's being charged 15% interest. And they're worried about whether or not they should raise their 401k contribution. No, don't pay off the 15% interest rate. You're not going to make, well, sometimes you might make more than 15% in a year, but uh, odds are you won't. So you might as well pay it off. So controlling the debt, managing it, inventorying it, figuring it out. Great thing to do in 2021. Do the math when it, yeah, do the math, create a spreadsheet, just create a ledger. What do I owe? And there's tools out there you could use, but you could use a piece of paper and a pen. Mm -hmm. Just write it down. Bring that to your financial advisor. Say, here's my debt. They should know this already. If they're not asking you about your debts, your credit cards, your home loan, then they're not a financial fiduciary. Right. By the way, Tony, another thing on this is you can refinance in 2021 on your home loan. I see a lot of people, and I've done this with a lot of clients recently, saving some money by refinancing because interest rates are at all-time lows. Yep. My wife and, and I like, did that. Yep. Right. And you might say, oh, I only have 18 years on my loan, or I might have 12 years left. I'm not going to refinance it to a 30-year. That's not what I'm saying. You could go from an 18-year to a 15-year and probably still pay less per month. You can save a ton of money over the life of the loan through refinancing strategically. It's worth looking in 2021. It's worth consolidating. You might have a ton of credit card debt and a home mortgage. You can maybe refinance the mortgage, take extra against the mortgage to pay off the credit card debts. So there are things to do. This is the year to do it. Interest rates are at all-time lows. Why not? Give me one good reason not to do it. That's why it's on the list. Okay. What's next? What's the big number five? Last one, and this is something that people are always asking me. We did um, a show on trends, and I talked about um, things to watch for 2021, and one of them was cryptocurrency, how cryptocurrency is going to be front and center. And look, at 2021 started off with Bitcoin breaking all-time records. It was, will it break 20,000? Now the question is, it's will it break 40,000? In, in, in less than a week. So people are constantly asking me, what do I invest in? What do I invest in? And for pre-retirees, 2021 shouldn't be about which investment to make. It should be about what is the strategy for balancing my investments and timing it with my cash flow need and retirement. So 2021, you should come up with an investment strategy. It might mean you buy some cryptocurrency. It might mean you buy some bonds stocks. It might mean you buy an annuity. Maybe you buy, just put money in cash. I'm not here to tell you which of those is going to be the most successful in 2021. What I'm telling you is the most successful thing you could do is come up with a strategy, have a plan. Will you reduce the amount you have at risk as you get closer to retirement? That's usually a good thing to do. Will you increase the level of income you're going to generate off of investments to offset a delay in social security. These are the types of conversations that you should be having this year so that you transition into retirement without getting crushed because that's yeah, but Dan, a big killer. 
Right. But Dan, when it comes to investment strategy and you said keeping that balance, as always, and we say this, so what you're implying here is it depends on your situation, but don't, isn't the key here. You have to work with a financial professional who's going to figure out based on where you're at, what that balance needs to be, help them make the right decisions rather than just say, to everybody listening, invest in this. You're not going to do that. You're going to say, based on your situation, this is what the mix of this and this is probably going to be best based on how much money you have now and what you need in the future and what debt you have. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it's right. So I, the start of the show, I said, I could, I have to narrow down the audience for this show because, you know, it could go in any direction because everyone's got a very right. unique situation. But even for yeah. pre-retirees, I'm not suggesting, you know, a lot of times it's oh, just sell all your stocks and put it in cash, put in something safe because you're getting close to retirement. That's not the strategy for a successful retirement. You need long-term risk. You need to have money right. there for when you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. So taking all the chips off the table is not the right strategy. Keeping it all in cryptocurrency is not the right strategy either. There's a balance. And you're right. You need to talk to somebody about that or at least be thinking about it. Think about a term like sequence risk. I've done a video on sequence risk. Yep. I would suggest you listen to that one because that's about what happens if you go to retire and we have a market correction. In 2008, someone retired. They say, I got enough money to retire. Here I go. And boom, the market crashes. You're down 40% day one. Mm. What do you do? Yeah. A lot of people panic. So Knowing these things are out there and they can hurt you, you should have a strategy. And 2021 is a perfect time to sit and say, how am I going to change my investment mix so that I can retire when I want to? It's called rebalancing. It's called portfolio management. It's, called, it's just called money management. And having the right mix of investments is what you should be focused on in 2021. Awesome. Well, a lot of great tips in the show today, Dan. I mean, you really covered the gamut here, a widespread, uh, even just going over these five points, so important, HSAs and so many great things to do, looking at the debt and looking at, at your investment balance. Um, I would say the only maybe questionable advice is when you brought up using a pen and paper or pencil and paper. I mean, are you a caveman? Uh, I don't know what the word is, Luddite, but uh, pencil and paper. Uh, for you young folks listening out there, uh, Dan will uh, explain what he's talking about, but later. Well, you know, look at look at me. You could have called me a Luddite. I'm the one that has this fancy background. You got no, you got true. old school CDs. Who's <laughs> Luddite true. now? Records. Like, you're calling me a Luddite. At least I got, yeah. you know, bills behind me, you know, currency. <laughs> with a fake green screen. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Good point. Good point. Touche. Touche. Thanks for another good show, Tony. I appreciate it. Um, Listeners, subscribe to this channel. A lot of people have been watching my YouTube videos, Tony, and I've noticed that a lot of them aren't subscribed. So they're doing a search. The big ones they've been looking at are social security tips and strategies. A lot of them have been watching the Roth conversion video. And 
they don't see these because they're not subscribed. So if you're on the channel now watching, hit the subscribe button so you'll get all of these new ones as they come out. Tony and I are doing video now, which is kind of cool. We're going to be enhancing that, bringing on guests. I got a couple of ideas already. So, um, Tony, I'm glad. Uh, maybe I'll send you a green screen for to start the New Year's, maybe for Arbor Day. I'll kill a tree. and, and uh, this guy. Come on, Dan. <laughs> but thanks for a good show. 2021, those are the top five things I would recommend everyone does. And, Tony, that means you too. So I know All you right. got a few of these already covered, but get on it. Yep. All right. Thanks, Dan. And listeners, guess what? That does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial. I love it, Dan. Thanks. Good show. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.